0: Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo.
1: And Tony DiLorenzo.
0: Happy Halloween, everyone. Yes. It's Halloween week. Um, we have been getting ready for all of the little tricks and treats. And, you know, it's a fun week to, to talk about different ways that you can really bring that into your marriage. Sure is. And, and,
1: and, oh, I'm sorry. I was no, already talking all over you. Go
0: ahead. Look at you just jumping right in.
1: I know. No, I wanted to say about Halloween, how we went to a Halloween party last night. We did. And it was fun. And Elisa and I are getting out of our shells and like actually dressing up. And so we went as Catholic kids. Elisa had this beautiful little Catholic style skirt on and she looked all sexy. And I just sort of went as the Catholic kid with the vest and sort of...
0: Funny how some people were joking that you were the professor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear that, but very nice. But it was fun for us, and we just we had a blast just getting ready mm-hmm. for that and thinking of some ideas. And you guys actually came up with a lot of great ideas on Facebook. I, the one I really liked was the bricklayer and the brick. I liked it. Elisa was like, "Well, you know what? I feel a little more sexy in this outfit as a Catholic schoolgirl than." A red brick.
0: Yeah, it just you know what I went because here's the deal, guys, you know we're kinda of frugal about things and um, so I went to Salvation Army last week looking for costumes. And right. by the way, you don't have to go spend a fortune at the Halloween stores. I mean you can find some fabulous things to put together at consignment shops or stores, whatever my little piece of financial wisdom for today. Moving on. <laughs> so I'm in there and I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna be a brick, how am I gonna do this? And so I'm like, all right, well go find red clothes and, you know, then I'll draw bricks on them. And and I started looking at these red clothes, I'm like, I feel kinda of frumpy. You know, like they're just baggy, you know, it wasn't like I was finding like a red, you know, bodysuit that I was gonna put on and draw bricks on. It was no. And so then yeah, I did find this cute little plaid skirt and um, I don't know if we've ever shared this. I, w- I went to Catholic schools Yes. From second grade through 12th grade. And so the whole plaid skirt with the knee-high socks and the, the white button-down shirt. I mean, I was having crazy flashbacks going, oh, so crazy. In fact, that my daughter, when she sees the skirt on me, she's like, mom, I think that skirt is too short. So we had to do the fingertip test in our family. You know, if you can put your hands down by your side and whatever you're wearing either is at your fingertips or below, then it's okay. And I passed the fingertip test. Very um, well done. But, you know, it was fun getting dressed up and it is a little out of character for Tony and I. We don't, I I don't know that we've been invited to that many Halloween parties, first of all. Right. And, you know, we just typically, you know, go to parties, like we don't get dressed up. And so it was a lot of fun to just be like, you know what, there was a, there was a contest for Halloween costumes we didn't win. But that was okay. This guy that dressed up like Flo, the progressive insurance Right on TV, lady. Um, she won. It was a great costume.
1: It was. It was. She looked. Fantastic. She looked
0: fabulous. I mean, it was just. But all that to say is, it was a fun way to, you know, bring a little romance mm-hmm. into the relationship of like, oh, you know what? I mean, this is, huh? This is kind of fun. You know, like getting dressed up in a costume to go out and have a night. And it wasn't that we spent that much time together during the night but you know Tony would come up and all of a sudden there's a hand on my bottom and you know that kind of stuff and and it was just fun yeah because sometimes you just have to get out of character I mean, we talk to you guys about spicing it up all the time and one of the ways that you can do that is go to those costume parties get dressed up have fun with it don't just be like no I'm we're just we're just gonna go like ourselves
1: yeah and, and take it from a couple who has done that many many years in a row exactly. you know we, we would just do that. Oh, no, that's not us. You know, we, that's just so, uh, it just doesn't work for us. Whatever. You can do it within the confines of what you feel comfortable doing, mm-hmm. but get out there, stretch yourself. Right. You know, and that's what Elise and I have to do it sometimes. We've talked many a times how we can get very serious in our relationship and very little laughter that will happen in our household at times. And those are things that we work on. And this is one of those places where, you know what? We don't. We're not the couple that is, like, coming up with the the greatest outfit. We're just sort of like, that's a great idea. Let's go for it. You know, and, again, many of you came up with great ideas on Facebook and, and so thankful. I mean, it, it, that's what got us at least going in that right path. Right. And so if you need help with stuff like that, go out there and ask your friends, mm-hmm. you know, and then go for it. Have a good time with it. This week, we are blessed with a call from a listener. And one thing I want to bring up is this, because I feel as we continue to move forward, onward into almost 150 episodes, you know, we just got into 141, many of you may be listening to us for the first time or have just stumbled upon us Mm -hmm. and you're going back because we hear this from so many of you. You guys go, oh, I I heard episode 139 and I I loved it and now I'm going back and I'm going to go listen to all of them. Well, when you go back and you listen, please, if you have something you want to say, go back, comment on Mm -hmm. it. We see those. Those still come to us. If you feel so inclined that you want to email us, email us. You can hit us up at info at one extraordinary marriage.com. And like this listener did, who's new, she called us, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, so you can call us at 858-876-5663. Don't worry if you're in episode 70, call us because we can still respond and we want to be able to respond. On the show for you. All Uh, right.
0: And if you're on episode 70 or episode 35 or 27 or 115, somebody else is also playing catch up at the same time that you are. And so your insights or your thoughts or comments will pertain to somebody else that's just going through that too. So don't worry. Like Tony said, that it was three years ago when we recorded those early episodes. Right. Join the conversation.
1: That's right. Join it where you're at. And with that, we're going to jump in. Uh, We left out the name. And the place of this person, just so you know, so we're going to come right on in.
2: Here we go. I wanted to let you guys know that I had started this job two weeks ago, and I found your podcast on my iPhone, and, and I started listening to you guys, and it's it was just amazing, like everything my husband and I are going through. We actually just got married. The reason why I brought up the job is because I listen to you guys at work because we're able to. And I, I've been married a year just this, last, just this month, but we've been together for five years and we've had a lot of problems just in the intimacy department. Everything else, we're like best friends. We have a really good relationship and we're both Christians and, you know, just some of the things that you guys talk about, I just listen to, and it just touches my heart, and I just want to let you guys know that you guys do make a difference, and I'm only on podcast 24 right now, but I just wanted to let you know it's just it's amazing what you guys do, and sacrifice your time just to, to make such a difference in people's lives, and I just think that that's, a, that's just amazing. And I, I did have my husband listen to you guys. He, he's starting to get into it now and, and, and we have taken a lot of your advice and we actually haven't had sex in probably six months. So it's, we're around our thirties, the same age around you guys are, but it, it's, it's definitely something that we're working through right now and. But we're kind of slowly easing into it. And I was wondering if you guys could do a podcast kind of on it, you know, in situations like this where you kind of lose that part and you want your marriage to work and you want to work it out, that part out in your life. And it, I think what I'm trying to say is the kind of the flirting part of it, to kind of flirt your way back to that, to that level that we're supposed to be at. But I just wanted to give you guys a, a call and... And thank you very much for making such a difference in just two weeks. And I've been listening to you guys, so thank you. And God
1: bless. Awesome.
0: So excited, you know. Whenever you guys tell us that you listen to us at work, it's it's kind of fun for us to think that we're making your day go by a little bit faster, listening in and um, you know spending time with us. And so, you know, obviously the title of this episode, "Flirting Your Way Back." comes directly from this listener's um, call into us. And you're listening to this voicemail. A, we're always thrilled when you guys call us because it's so fun for us to hear your voices since you hear our voices all the time. Um, But, you know, just to acknowledge where, you know, where she's been and what they've been going through and what they're trying to achieve in their marriage. You know, after a year and a half, you know, it's not, what they thought it was going to be? A year a year. hmm Oh, that's right. It's just been a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and to have the physical intimacy part dr- drop off, slow down, you know, be absent right So early in the marriage. Um, you know I love, I love that she said that she and her husband are listening to us together, you know, maybe not at the same time, but at least they're both listening to the episodes, and that they're in two weeks starting to see change. Right. Because what that tells me about them is that this is a couple that's willing to work on making their marriage work. They want to have an extraordinary marriage and whatever's happened in this first year that has kind of, you know, put them on a detour, they realize that it's still there and they just need to get it back.
1: I would agree. Yeah.
0: You know, it it, it so often Um, unfortunately we hear from folks that are like, okay, well, it's not going well. So we're going to, we're checking out. And I love, I love that their spirit says, we need to figure out how to make this work. We're committed to this. I'm listening to it work. I got my husband listening to it. And so we really want to dig into just floating your way back because whether you've been married a year and you find yourself in this place, or maybe, you know, you've been, you know, it's that crazy seven, 10 year itch, whatever, you know, whatever number, when it feels like things are just kind of either plateaued or you're like, what do we do now? Or why are we married? Or maybe you're empty nesters going, why are we married? Or maybe you've been married 40 years and you're, why are we married? You know, the the reality is folks is that sometimes you're going to wake up and go, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. We've drifted. I mean, this has happened numerous times in our marriage where where we've had drift and, and whether it's, laziness or it's health related or it's work related or, I mean, you can put in any kind of, you know, related to something else besides making your marriage a priority is the problem. But that doesn't mean you can't recapture what you've had. And we want to, you know, we want to go back to that very like, okay, how you know, how did it start? And that's so much to do on the trip down memory lane, because you all know that we've talked about that. And that's that's a great way, just as an aside, that's a great way to start rekindling those feelings when you look at pictures or videos or um, old text messages or old letters that that were there in the beginning. Kind of that evidence of a blossoming relationship. But you also need to back up your physicality to the beginning.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, especially like in this couple's case where they haven't had sex for six months. Six months. Um, You kind of need to start all over again.
1: Right. I have a feeling in a sense that it they've been married for a year and now for the last six months they haven't had any sexual intimacy. So I would be, as a husband, a little bit like, what do I do? What do I say? How do I even... Approach this subject because in my mind, I'm going something's missing, something's wrong here, and I can't put my finger on it. And for myself, and what I think Elisa and I would agree upon is that you know what, start from the beginning, Mm -hmm. get to that point where you guys can just sit down and make out. You know, when we're talking about the physical side of this now, okay, and even for those of you who are. Maybe you're you're having sex and you've implemented the intimacy lifestyle like we talked about last weekend, or last week. Mm -hmm. You know, go to basics. Go to the kissing part of it again. You know, what was that like to be places, you know, and just make it out? You know, knowing that even though you wanted to have sex with this person, you weren't going to. Because you were in a public place. You know, you're just out there on the beach side in the movie, you know, in the back row, just making out, having fun. And then I would really just slowly work my way back up and go, okay, we got the kissing down. Let's go to second base. And now I got to think of as the husband, as the guy is, she has clothes on and she has a bra on. And I got to remember how I used to do that. And take off her bra. And, you know, when when that starts to happen, even as I talk about it, I sort of get this little excitement going on in my own body, remembering those first times with Elisa and the awkwardness that would occur. But that was part of it. And I knew I was going to just get past that and get through that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think in our marriages, what ends up happening is it's like, oh, I don't It's physical intimacy. It's sexual intimacy. I'm naked. She's naked. We're going to jump in bed and we're done. And then once we're in bed, we may have foreplay. We may not. And that sometimes is, you know, we've talked about that before in the past of, you know, do you do foreplay? Do you not? Whatever it might be. But I think if we really just get back starting, this is where I would be. Again, let's get back into kissing. Mm -hmm. Let's get back into that kissing each other. And Elisa and I can totally relate 16 years into our marriage. There are very few times in our marriage where we are lip-smacking kissing. They are pecs. Elisa does not like to French kiss that often. She, she just she does not like it. I, I have to push her a little bit to do it because she used to do it when we, when we were dating mm-hmm. and early on. So I do need to push her a little bit to do that because I enjoy that. But again, in our marriages, I think we get so complacent. So readily, just like it's a peck on the ki- on the lips, it's a peck on the cheek, and we're moving on. Mm-hmm. And we don't value that. And so, Alisa doesn't like to French kiss, but we do long, passionate kisses where we'll just kiss and we'll hold each other.
0: Right. It's not like I'm opposed to kissing Yeah, <laughs> in general. Everybody's thinking, oh man, Tony, you know, he got the short end of the stick there. <laughs> no, I, I just. I, I don't even have an explanation for it. And I don't know when it's it happened. It's something with
1: the tongue and it, you yeah. just, you just don't like the way it moves. And I, I yeah. know,
0: I mean, that's just, that's just me, but it's not like I've sworn off kissing my husband completely, yeah. you know, but it was really funny. Cause so last night we're at this party and um, yeah, I drank too much. Um, and so we came home and, and I was just like, Oh, it's going to be a bad night. And um, so I just go, I literally just went and laid down in our bed, fully dressed, <laughs> fully and completely like, too much energy to take off the clothes, and Tony was so funny because, like, I remember him coming in and sort of stroking my leg and and having the. I was conscious enough to say, <laughs> "That's not happening tonight." Stop and it. Because
1: here is the thing. Here is the thing. Why? What was going on in my mind? And I had it. And I, I hadn't brought it up to Elisa not at all. And so I could not blame her at that point in time because this was all conceived in my mind. But again, our costumes were. Catholic kids, right? So in my mind was like, oh my gosh, it would be so fun. Get the kids to bed. And Elisa and I would go through that together. Sort of that, you know, that first,
0: first base, time. second base, right. third base, maybe a home run.
1: Let me take off her bra. Let me take off her shirt. You know, in that awkwardness that happens.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And to still go through it. And be in that moment of awkwardness as well.
0: Even after all these years.
1: Even after all these years. Right. Allow myself to just be in that moment of going, this is weird and this is awkward because it would just be easier if you just took it off for me. Right? But instead of doing that, it did not happen because Elisa, she did fall asleep.
0: I I did. I had too much to drink. But you know what? So he wakes me up this morning and he's like, you know what? That outfit yesterday... And I was just oh, like, I loved it, <laughs> and and he still was like enjoying just the outfit. Like the outfit was enough flirtation, mm-hmm. a- and I'm really thankful he didn't get upset at me because I had no idea that
1: right. Well, I could not get upset at you because I never had, <laughs> I had never spoken that to you,
0: right? So and it was a Saturday. It so was a sa-
1: right? So oh no no no, I I knew it at that right. point in time. I was like, you know what? I never revealed this to her, right? So there is no way that I can come at her and be upset at her because I never revealed this to her. I was the one who wanted to do sort of that flirting stuff, and we were doing a little bit at the party, like Elisa said, you know, giving her a little pat on the bottom, this and that. I was doing that there. I just had never verbally spoke that, and I've told you guys, I've told you this. Hey, our spouses don't have ESP. She she couldn't read my mind, so when we got here. And I was hoping for that, and it didn't happen. that's on me. you know, I can't sit here and be upset at Elisa at that moment in time when I never verbalized it, but it was I, I wa- and we will do this because that outfit was just sexy.
0: but that all goes back to you know again, flirting your way. you g- there's so many different ways, obviously we were in costume yesterday, so dress as one of those ways. And we talk about, um, dress it up in the book stripped down because what happens is when we're courting our spouse, I mean, I'm sure you guys can think back to maybe your first date or maybe a second date, you know, depending on, you know, when it was that first time that you got dressed up, but, and we've shared this with you, the first date that Tony and I went on, um, when I was at Boulder, the, girlfriends in my internship program spent like two and a half hours getting me ready. I mean, we're talking full-on hair and makeup for two and a half. I still don't know what took so long, but...
1: I think you looked more beautiful last night.
0: Well, I appreciate that, honey. But the reality... But, you know, here we were, we were, you know... Formal wear, not like formal formal wear, but we were dressed up for being two college kids going on our first date to a Chinese restaurant. I look back on that now and I'm like, what, what was the deal? I don't know. Like, Tony it was, was in fun. A, Tony was in a suit and tie. So, but we've got these really funny pictures from our first date. And yet we found ourselves, you know, five, six, seven years into our marriage where date night was like jeans and a t-shirt. You know, I mean, that was date night. And it wasn't until we started changing things around with the clothes that it was like, oh well, you know what? Tony's taking me on a date. I'm gonna get dressed up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I'm gonna you know pique his curiosity with what I'm wearing, and, and that's an easy way to say, you know what? This is you know it, it brings the romance back through your clothes. And i and we've shared this with you guys before. I mean, it wasn't like we went crazy, and you know, all of a sudden we've got you know thousands of dollars worth of clothes. We're still very frugal. But at the same time, you can change just a few pieces. And maybe those are just like the extra special clothes you wear on date night. Right. Because those are the clothes that when your spouse sees you walk into the bedroom dressed up like that or you walk out to the car and they're like, whoa, how on earth did I get so lucky to be going out with him or her?
1: Yeah, totally. And you know what? We need to back up real quick though too. A state of your marriage conversation is key right here, right now. You know, we're talking six months of, of no sexual intimacy. So we got to get the conversation going.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Got to get it going. And if you want to get our 77 questions to get the conversation started, you need to get our free newsletter. You can get that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash newsletter. And you'll get that, plus our three kinds of sex all marriages need, plus some other interviews that we throw in there. It's a bundle of free information that we give you guys. But the big one, I believe, is our 77 questions. And in there, there are 13 sexual intimacy questions you guys can ask each other. And I think at this point in time, when you guys are not having the sexual intimacy you desire, you're going to have to talk about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Then,
1: once once you have that state of your marriage conversation, then let's get back to going. Okay, let's start back at the basics.
0: Well, and and I think this couple specifically on the voicemail, obviously, if they're both listening to our show, I I think that they've had a I think they're aware of what their circumstances are.
1: Understand, but they they may. Not be honing in enough, okay. and asking specific questions that will help them reveal what's going on.
0: Okay, and so by doing
1: that. that, you know, getting the newsletter again, oneextraordinarymarriage.com dot com slash newsletter. By asking these questions of each other, you're going to be able to open up some doors. Mm-hmm. And now, again, thirteen of those questions are on sexual intimacy, and then there's however many more. Was that sixty four more? Yes. Yes, in the other forms of intimacy that you may bring in, because it may enlighten you and help you out. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things that Elise and I constantly do and continue to do in our marriage, we ask each other questions. You know, we ask, "What do you like? What don't you like?" We'll 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 find things on the internet. You know, we're looking. We read a book. There's questions in the back of it. We're doing a devotional together. We'll ask some questions of each other. You know. That allows us to grow and learn more about each other. So in in this instance, it's about sex. So let's really just hone in on sex, state of your marriage, do it, go there. Then we start with, let's start with the the kissing, Mm -hmm. the heavy petting. And, And I would even say, don't have sex, you know, in your state of your marriage. Go, you know what? We're not going to have sex. Let's just take it off the table, you know?
0: Well, because it relieves some of the pressure.
1: I think it would l- relieve a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. and what it would do, I believe, is it's going to heighten your other senses. You're going to find ways to flirt with each other that are going to stimulate, you know, your senses, your aud- auditory, you know, your um, olfactory, olfactory. You know, you're going to do different things. You touch, you know, knowing that you're not going to go to just have sex, you're going to stimulate each other and then go, you know what? That was awesome. You know, we, we, we got a kiss, you know, and, and now, yes, we're moving into second base and I, as a husband, I have to figure out how to take off this darn bra again and you know, the awkwardness of it and, and feel you and caress you, Mm -hmm. you know? And then as we move farther along, you know, is it a skirt? Are there pants on? What, what are we doing? You know, and just going down that path, you know, I, I'm I'm talking about it. And I'm getting, you know, excited. I'm thinking, my goodness, let's, let's get this thing over. Let's get to bed, babe. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, it's amazing how many of these podcasts end up in, in the bedroom, I, you know. Matter of factly, but it's not just, you know, you start off with the kissing and the touching and you can do things with your clothes, you know, where you can make, well, you know,
1: well, well, hold on before we get to the clothes, what, what does that, what, what okay. I know, what does that do for you when you think about that? When you think of just, you know, we're just going to kiss, we're going to just move down this, this path instead of just jumping into bed.
0: I think, I mean, there's definitely like a tension builder there. I mean, you're like, in a good way. Like, all right, well, we're taking this off the table. So, you know, it's not going to be the quick kisses to get to, you know, the grand finale. It's like, okay, well, this is the grand finale. If the kissing's it, then we might as well make it spectacular. Mm -hmm. Because we're not looking to get past it. You know, and so you refocus. I mean it brings the attention back to the other senses. Like you said, I mean, it's like, okay, well, you know what? We're not, we're not going there.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So what do we change in how we relate to each other? You know, does that mean that we're going to like, you know, get cozy on the couch and start kissing on the couch or, you know, maybe we don't even end up in the bedroom because that's typically where we have sex. We have two kids that do get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. So we're not always in the living room or other places, but when you start thinking about it, it's like, oh. Because I think in a, lot of, in a lot of, you know, with the physical intimacy, I think a lot of times, you know, it's all about getting to the sex. Yeah. And I think that's where we lose a lot of the romance because it's all about, okay, how do we get to the end result? The end result is sex for a lot of, for a lot of people. And, you know, guys, we'll be honest with you. There are days when we're having a quickie and the end result is sex. Yeah. Boom. Done. And and quickie should be part of your vocabulary if you're just listening to us for the first time. We do believe in the power of a quickie, just not every single time. Right. Um, But it's been a long time since we've, you know, said, you you know what, we're going to take this off the table. And partly because for us with the intimacy lifestyle, I mean, we've just incorporated regular sex into our relationship. So it's not like we just haven't ever said, you know what, we're just going to. We're going to do this instead.
1: Right. And for us, so it was like what I was imagining and envisioning for last night was that sex wasn't it wasn't going to be a quick. It wasn't going to be something we just boom and did. It was going to be this longer um lead up to sex. And not in the sense of foreplay, which we'll do. You know, we'll have long foreplay sessions. Mm-hmm. But instead of doing that, doing this long lead up with more of the kissing and the petting and the flirting that was happening even before that at the party.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it it just, it changes the dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably, I think that's a good thing for couples to experiment the word that comes to mind. Right. Especially if you've been together for a long time. Because... You know, we've shared with, with everyone that that over time in our marriage, we just get into these ruts and you may even be having sex regularly, but you're still in a rut. And so how do you change it up? Maybe you take, maybe the thing to do is to say, you know what? We do the intimacy lifestyle, but for this week, you know what? We're not having sex, but we're going to be intimate, you know? And so when it's your day to initiate or your days to initiate, you, you might have to get a little more creative because it isn't just the hop into bed naked. It's the, no, we're going to like undress each other or we're going to, you know, figure out how to kiss again.
1: Right. I think the kissing is a big one. I think it's a big one for for many of us. We It's, it's so passionate. It's so raw. You know, when we first meet up, it's like you can't, wait to just hold that person in your arms and just kiss, you know? It's all the electricity. It is. There's, there's just this really big buildup to it. Mm-hmm. And as we move on in our relationships, as we move on in our marriages, it gets brushed aside. And I really believe that many of us, and hey, I'll point the finger at us too, oh, yeah. that we're missing out on one of the most passionate ways and most flirtatious, flirtatious, flirtatious ways, thank you, my love. <laughs> flirtatious ways that we can be physically intimate with our spouse.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, just think of that. And I, for many of us, we get older and we're going, oh, you know, look at those kids kissing and rot, and you know, we just start putting these these ideas in our head that we can't do it. But really, what's stopping us? Our own selves. It's us. (laughs) You know, we're putting we're laying down these these rules and these regulations on why we can't when we should be going, you know what? We can. We can. We can have passionate in electrifying kisses with each other. You know, in front of people, in public, in front of our kids. I mean, what's wrong? We're married, we're in a loving relationship, we love our spouses. There's nothing wrong with it. Maybe we need to be doing this more. We need to start a worldwide movement of just us kissing and taking pictures and sharing that and doing them in public places to show sol- solidarity in our love for our spouse. You know, and it's not to go, Hey, look at us, you know, we're, we're, you know, but to just go, look, we're, we're married. We're proud of that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: by doing that, we're gonna just go out there and just passionately kiss each other.
0: And it's yeah, I'm looking right now. Um, uh, well, I'm trying to find the quote, and I will find it here in just a second. Okay. Um, the quote from Pretty Woman, you know, on the on the on the whole kiss thing, because she uh, she has this line where you know, like, you know, Pretty Woman, Julia Roberts, Richard Gere but she is talking about, um, about kissing and how she doesn't kiss on the mouth. And so it's, it's one of those things where you know, it, was a, it was a really, oh, I think I just found it, hold on. She says, um, what do you want? And he says, what do you do? And she says, everything, but I don't kiss on the mouth. And he says, neither do I. And the whole, the whole buildup of that is that it's such an intimate thing yeah, I mean here she is in this movie, and she's a prostitute, and the one thing that she won't do,
1: she won't kiss on the mouth.
0: She won't kiss on the mouth. Hmm. A- and he's in such a closed off place in terms of relationships and 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 you know just disappointment in life and whatnot that he doesn't he doesn't let anybody that close either. Hmm. A- and I you know as as we're talking about the power of the kiss and and flirting and how. You know, like you can't wait. You know, I mean, think about it. Think of that first time when you see the face, that person's face coming towards you and you're like, I think this is going to be it. And all those little voices are going on in your head like, oh my gosh, we're really going to kiss. What's going to happen? Like we're going to kiss and oh, and he's coming closer and I I can smell him and he's really close and like, what's it going to be like? And what's it going to feel like? And, And I mean, you've got like the little crazy voices in your head go in a mile a minute because here come here come yeah. these lips that you've been waiting for. Exactly. And, and your stomach's doing like, Flip-flops. like Like the whole Olympic routine yep. is going on in your stomach and, and you're so close and you're like, oh, I wonder if we can get any closer but really you're like, like stuck together, super glued anyhow and you're, the voices are still going, here he comes, here he comes, here he comes, he's really gonna kiss me, it's finally gonna happen, he's gonna kiss me and what's it gonna be like and and it's like, you know, this crazy, blue with all these good thoughts coming and then all of a sudden his lips are on yours and you're like, that was the most phenomenal thing that has ever happened in my entire life. Amen. That is, that is it. And then, you know, you find yourself 16 years later married and the kisses don't quite evoke the same commentary. Right. I will tell you, I do not have that same running commentary that I did. I I will tell you exactly where Tony and I kissed the first time. He had thrown a birthday party for my twentieth birthday out there in Boulder and I was standing in the kitchen. Like I'd been doing this, you know, like his he and his friends were there and me and my friends were there and you know, so all these people and like I thought it was coming tonight. Thought I was getting the first kiss and, you know, but of course I'd be with my girlfriend, so there's a posse. You can't really kiss into a posse. And then um I found myself standing in the kitchen. And then all of a sudden I turned around and he was standing in the kitchen this apartment and and here we are and sure enough in come those lips and I'm like oh my gosh it's really gonna happen here come the voices he's leaning in I think it's gonna happen please don't let anybody walk in right now and then it happened like I can still picture everything Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and that was 18 years ago could I tell you what the kiss felt like yesterday no no So what do we have to do? And I'm not saying that every kiss is going to be the first kiss.
1: No, but in this situation where they're at, absolutely. I believe, and I think we'd both believe is that let's get back to that. And you may be sitting out there going, you know what? You you know, you talked about the intimacy lifestyle. We're not there yet. You talked about it last week. We're not there. It sounds great. You guys have been doing it for three years. Wonderful. Whip to do. We're not there. Well, maybe it's time for you this week to really hone in on that kissing, hone in on that flirting, you know, get back to those basics and do that with each other. And I know with many of you, obligations are different. You know, you're in different places. You have kids, you have animals running around, you got all sorts of obligations. I understand that. But what's important so that you and your spouse, your lover can have this intimate time together, you know, does it mean you need to go back to the basics, you know, and even those of us, hey, Elisa and I who do the intimacy lifestyle, who do our seven days of sex challenges, who do a lot of this, it would be wise for us to go back and kiss and really kiss because like what she, what she read in what's her name from pretty woman, Mm -hmm. you know, she wouldn't kiss on the mouth because it's so darn intimate. You know, it's so amazingly intimate. And I mean, we let's move on a little bit because we only have a little time left here, but I think there's some other stuff you can definitely do. Um, use yeah. texting to your advantage. I think it's I think it's a beautiful tool that be, can be used. Now, if you're wondering what the heck do you say, Elisa and I have checked out a program called Text the Romance Back. Mm-hmm. We like it. We've looked through it. There's some things in there that we're not super keen about and we're not going to go into detail about it here but overall some of the messages that you get to learn and understand and how to say certain things to your spouse that can help get that flirtation back in the romance back in is great and if you want to check that out it's at one extraordinary com slash text the romance that is an affiliate link so if you do choose to purchase it um, we do get a commission, and we thank you greatly for that. Here's the thing, though, and I'm going to tell you, as soon as you get it, you download all the all the materials, and then you get off his email list. His email list is raunchy and crude. It is absolutely raunchy and crude. I, I got off of it after about two weeks. I'm like, what's he sending me? And I honestly, I wanted to see what he was sending me so I could tell you. I would get all the stuff. Make sure you get everything you need and then opt out of the list because you don't need all the other junk he's going to send you. Do you want to say something? It,
0: well, and just his focus isn't on marriage. Right. And, and so, as a disclaimer, and that, that's part of the reason why, um, besides the raunchiness, because he's not a marriage focused individual, um, his material can go all over the place. Right. And we only want you guys using Text the Romance. For your spouse. Right. I'm going to be very blunt about that. I've had a lot of practice being blunt this weekend, talking to a number of different women about their relationships. Um, Texting, sexting, all that good stuff. Only with the person you said I do to. That's right. Not anyone else. So use it. But it is fun. It's fun to get those messages, you know, in the middle of the day where it just pops up and you look down and, you know, Thinking, I'm trying to think what you wrote me last week. Something like thinking about your naked body in bed with me.
1: I did, and another and another app that you may want to check out,
0: which we've talked about, which
1: we've talked about on the blog is is Pair, and they call it a messaging app just for couples because it's almost like Facebook, you know, timeline, but it's just between you and your spouse, and you can do bunches of stuff. Go to the blog, you can go in the search column on the right hand side at the bottom and just type in pair, P-A-I-R. And uh, we have a great post there called pair with your spouse for a lasting connection. Something we use, it's a cool way that instead of just texting, you can add pictures, you can add sketching, video, video, you can do thumb kisses together, Fun, fun app, it's free.
0: Okay, I have to share this funny text from Tony last week. So I had sent him a message, I was gonna be out one night and so I sent him a message, what do you want to make for dinner tonight? And his response was, other than you. And then he went on to ask about something, you know, specific for dinner. But, you know, that's the kind of, of romantic texting that you can, and, and there was nothing overtly sexual about that, but it was just that like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about more than just the food Yeah. tonight. And so you can, you know, Play with it, have fun. For some of you, this will be very out of character. Some of you will have to stretch yourselves a little bit because you've mm-hmm. gotten so comfortable and complacent where you are that you've forgotten or choosing not to put forth the extra effort that it takes to keep the spark in your marriage. Right. And and that's not said with any judgment because we have been there we have done it. We periodically, even now, find ourselves there where life gets too crazy. And you know what? What's, for many of us, the first dispensable thing is the person that wears the same ring that we do. It, yeah. it, it's unfortunate, but that's what happens. And so you can do these little things. You don't, it, you know, it doesn't have to be this crazy, you know, rose petals on the floor and the serenading music throughout the house and the chocolates on the cover, you know, pillow, whatever it is. I mean, that's all nice you can do that. That's definitely one way to bring the romance back but you want to start putting in to practice those things that you're going to be able to keep up with. Right. So if texting fun little things romantic little things thinking of you is an easy way for you to do it start incorporating that. That's that's a, a small step. If you can start working on your kissing if you're like me that is going to take a lot more effort to do it but you know what is it worth it for the guy that sits across the table from me absolutely and this is one of those things where i know he like he enjoys it a lot more than i do and so is it a bit of a sacrifice for me to do this yes is he worth it absolutely sometimes you have to go that place and do it but you guys can flirt your way back into marriage Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you can flirt your way back into extraordinary but you have to make the decision like this couple is doing that this is this is what our goal is. We want to be extraordinary. We're going to take little bits of advice from here and there and incorporate them into our marriage. And we're going to have a success story. They already have a success story because in two weeks, they are seeing change. Yep. Because they're open to it. And the really special thing about the two of them is that they're both open to it. And that comes across because when you guys write and tell us that your spouse is also listening, um, that gets us excited. Because if you guys are both listening, then we know that dialogue is happening because we hear it time and time again when couples both listen to us. It's like all of a sudden, you know, you're having that. Do you hear what Tony said on the air? You know, or what about what Elisa said about this and that? And so all of a sudden, it becomes part of your dialogue. Hmm. And if you're dialoguing, that means you're communicating. Which is something we're really you know big fans of. So um, this week, find a way to flirt your way back. Even if you're in a good spot. bring a little flirtation back to the relationship. Yeah Kick it up a notch. What can you do? What can you do this week?:
1: We're going to do it. apparently. And we'll report back. All right, you guys. Have a fantastic week. We love okay. you. Be safe. love on your spouse. And most of all, praise the man above. Love you guys.